going back to the end of last year when this legislation was passed on the very last day of session in December, and the bill went from 12 pages to 53 pages in the blink of an eye without any hearings or public conversation. And the very last page of that bill included one paragraph that took a section of law that it was already illegal. It is already illegal in Michigan for a local government, for any local government entity to advocate for or against a ballot question. But it took that section of law and said, instead of that, now we're going to put a complete gag on local governments and local officials. There can be no communication that references a local ballot question by means of TV, radio, mail, or pre-recorded phone call. Municipalities communicate with their residents through newsletters. They communicate through public access uh, television. Uh, they communicate through you know, maybe a radio interview with a news reporter. So all of these different ways, they were now, were now thrown into question because of the passage of that law. So when you look at the lawsuit that was filed, you have communities around the state where uh, we have a community uh, on the east side of the state where they were negotiating a lease with the Coast Guard for the Coast Guard to tie up their their icebreakers at the city's dock. And that ballot question was on the ballot in March. And the community was, the city was, would have been not able, would have been prohibited from communicating anything about that lease with their, with their residents. Uh, and we just thought that was extremely overbroad and there was never any case that was made for what the problem was in the first place. Again, it's already been against the law for decades to advocate for or against any ballot questions, and communities have been very good about that, and, and you have not seen complaints filed to that effect a handful in the last three years. So this is being litigated. It's also still in the, the fix, so to speak, is still in the legislature? Correct. When the governor signed the bill, I mean, we were obviously pushing for this bill to be vetoed along with uh, 10 to 12 other local government and uh, school organizations. Uh, when the governor did end up signing it, he took the unusual step of actually sending a letter along with the bill saying, I've signed this, but you need to fix it. And, uh, and we believe that uh, you know there are some, some issues to address. So the legislature did that. They, they have a bill that passed over to the Senate from the House. But our concern with that bill, one, is that it, it is built upon the flawed language that the judge has already said, was flawed. It's built upon that language. And to the case, we still have not had anyone make the case for why such a, uh, such a change was necessary in the first place. And so the league's argument and many other local government organizations said, look, the best way to deal with this is to repeal that language, come back and have a discussion in the open uh, with full hearing, full public hearings about what the problem perceived problem is and what is the right solution that matches that problem? This is the perfect week to be talking about this because it is Sunshine Week that highlights the need to ensure that the government is transparent. And in this case, it's a situation where the government is state government has is basically telling local governments what they can and cannot say. Correct. In fact, they've even said in the law that local governments are okay to talk about state ballot questions, but we can't talk about local ballot questions, which when you look back last year at Proposal 1 and road funding, you know, what an interesting mix that would have made if a local government could talk to its voters about the state ballot proposal on road funding, but wouldn't be able to talk about their own local ballot proposal on road funding.